Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Malls. Thanks so much for tuning in to Please Advise. Remember, if you like today's show, make sure that you're subscribed in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, feel free to review us with five stars. It helps the show climb the iTunes charts, which means other people can find us and join the hashtag PleaseAdviseNation. And more importantly, if you have a question or dilemma you want help with on the show, call 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your letters or voice note recordings. That's askpleaseadvise, P-L-Z, advise at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. It's episode 87 of Please Advise. I'm Molly Caitlin McAleer. Malls on the internet. Malls at malls. You guys can find me at Malls Official on Snapchat. You can also call this fucking television podcast show anytime you want. 323-450-7408. I'm making intense eye contact with our guest today who's laughing her ass off at me right now. You guys, we have two repeat guests, although they've never been here in this combination. It's two of my favorite Texans. One's in town. Miss Allie Friedman, welcome back. Hello, Molly. And one we've stolen and live here. His name's Ronnie Karam from Watch Our Crappins. Yeah, what's up? Yes. Okay, so I, first of all, I'm so happy that you guys are both here. Allie, I feel like I'm seeing more of you than I've ever seen of Absolutely. you in this last year. I've seen you three times. I know. A record that's, three that's times. That's a record. And we need to keep doing this more. I just love seeing you. It makes my ha- my heart so happy. I know. I feel fulfilled. I'm sad my house isn't done yet, though. I want you to come stay with me next time. That will be my next trip. Could you ever stay in a worse place when you come to Los Angeles? Allie's always like, I'm staying in LAX, like next to the Burger King I've literally um, never stayed. My, attention, my attention, internet world. <laughs> I've never stayed near LAX. That's, that's just, I feel like I need LAX. to get that out there. <laughs> I have a lot of points to stay in a luxury suite in the Panera at LAX. The international. I, I would absolutely <laughs> do that. You in the Chipotle time. suite at no. LAX. <laughs> but that said, girl, uh, you're here, and I really like. Uh, we always dish Bravo, and so what? Could, yes. What better gift could I give you than Ronnie Karam, who was the most amazing Bravo podcast on the internet? Watch what happens. Love. We've also had your. <laughs> <laughs> what was that point? <laughs> it was almost Kermie inspired. Oh. 
Vanderpump Rules is almost over, so you gotta enjoy the Sheena. Oh my god, I am like so sad. It's almost over. I'm by so the way, it is. It's never this, over though in our hearts. It is never, never over. I like never. The, I'm always looking like in. The, they're so good with like oh the Snapchat that's out there now and the Instagram because like we kind of always are being treated to Vanderpump Rules, especially now that Stassi has her podcast. I'm also I'm, now that I'm best friends with Stassi, new best friends. Uh, do you know that right? That no. I, that St- Stassi and I hung out? No. When was this? Because she's showing a lot of sense of humor lately. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's always had a sense of humor. Thanks, Molly. But about herself, she had an Insta. Ronnie. She had an Insta that said, look, it's my pizza place. And she was standing under a sign that says basic. Okay. <laughs> um, okay so basically so, – um, I wore Stassi down. Our listeners are so tired of this, but basically they helped manifest me meeting Stassi. And like, I really have been saying this to this with therapist the other day is that I am a very powerful manifester. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just said, I want to hang out with Van, Van, uh, Stassi from Vanderpump Rules. And two weeks later, we were sitting across from each other drinking cocktails. Absolutely. Like, I, I literally wanted to hang out with you too. You're oh like literally chic as fuck. I know. And I actually feel kind of like low key. I realized after I might've done something tacky because I like, was going to hang out in Los Feliz with her. And the only person I know that lives in that right exact area where she was like naming places, she's saying like, let's go to like Little Dom's or Mass Hall. And I was like, I can't take Stassi to one of those places. She's going to get mauled. And then I'm not going to get any Stassi time because like she's at a place in recognizability where it's like people see her and are like, Stassi! Like she can't go into a mall in the middle of the country at this point because she's it's very not famous. Safe. And it's not safe anymore. She's also the noticeable, recognizable one. And I'd wound up taking her out in Atwater to like, which is like kind of like Hipsterville. Like most people there don't even have cable. Like I figured, but she wow. still got recognized like four times. She did. So, wow, really? that neighborhood's changing. I mean, not that they would recognize her, but that they would admit it. I'm proud yeah. of you, hipsters. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of you. So they're lo- they're like loving way. some Stassi openly. I mean, I openly stan for any Vanderpump Rules person. And now, I mean, I'm spreading myself pretty thin amongst the women because now I'm going straight for Lala. And it's like, yes. I already, it's like Ariana and I are close. Now Stassi, very close girlfriend of mine. No, she, I probably <laughs> Should we publicly admit this? Is this news to Stassi? Very, very close girlfriend of mine. Very close. Really, honestly, probably going to be a bridesmaid at my wedding. And um, now I'm going for Lala. And like those are three. I mean, if if tripolar was a thing, that would be what that is. They couldn't be on more different ends of the Vanderpump spectrum. So I'm kind of spreading myself really thin. I'm wondering, what would you guys do if you were in my position? This is something that I would advise one of our callers. I would say you should dump the bitch in the middle that's being friends with all three of them because she's psychotic. Me. (laughs) In this scenario. Like, if I was an outsider, if I was Jax, I'd be like, who's that girl that's friends with Stassi, Ariana, and Lala? Like, she's crazy. Yeah. I I can understand where that would come from because I've seen the show. And then Jax is calling me crazy all of a sudden. Right. He wouldn't call you crazy. Yeah, he would. Well, he tried to bang you you first and and then call you crazy. I I wish Jason Couchy wanted to bone this. No, actually, you know what? That's the worst part is I feel like even though Jax disgusts me, like... I actually feel like I'm having low enough self-esteem in this very moment where I think that if given the opportunity, Jax wouldn't even try to fuck me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, oh, that's dark. terrible. Why that's do you feel like so that? That's so dark. Who hurt you? Because I don't know. I don't know who hurt me. But, like, oh I honestly, like, someone it's must like have. like walking into a brothel and feeling insecure. The bitches are paid to <laughs> like you, okay? 
<laughs> I just, I just feel like, I feel like Jax is like, I feel like I, I in Jax's world, we're like, if I don't know, I feel like I'm probably like a three in Jax's world. Well, that's, I mean, who do you think he fucking? He's fucking threes. I mean, he dates. He dates. He fucking straight. You're not a three. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not agreeing with your numbers. You're right. I don't think he has like sex with super pretty girls in Vegas. Like, I think that he just has sex with pretty average people. You're right. Yeah. Now, if you want to date him, then you just need a new rack. I think like just fake boobs. I don't think they would understand regular boobs. If he can specify what kind of boobs you get, extensions and dirty, dirty fucking feet, because you know he's the one who has the big foot fetish on the show, right? What? Yeah, he has a foot fetish. And Tom said when Tom found out that Kristen slept with him, like when all that became the truth, his his reaction was, "Man, that guy has such bad breath." That was his reaction. <laughs> like, how, how could she sleep with somebody with gingivitis? But don't worry. They didn't make out. It, it was the no make out intercourse. Do you remember that? That they had sex and they went down on each other, but not once no. did they kiss? No. Well, Never Roberts. on the mouth. Like, how does that yeah. How does that shake down? It's like, a pretty woman way of fucking. Like, where yeah. are your faces? Like, like, you would think, like, there would just be, like, one accidental kiss, like, in the mix, you know? Like, you're all up all there doing stuff. Like, you would just, like, you know, what do you do with your face? You just stare blankly at the <laughs> ceiling. That's actually exactly what they're doing. Yeah, just find a point is on Jax the ceiling is just like, Yeah, Jack's yeah. just, like, fucking driving her fucking yeah no he's well, yeah no i'd like to think uh-uh. they're kind of looking around the room while they're doing it looking for the nearest paper towel God, that's how, that's how thinking i romanticize ahead. it thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah. just thinking ahead can we even though <laughs> that kristen went to dinner with that guy i guess who's from a below deck do you remember oh, the, the li- Man, now alex with a k yeah and she just showed up to the date with a fucking bag in her car and was she like, was just ready I have to go, a like, bag of my stuff here. And he's like, what? Like, and either we can like, keep drinking or I guess I could go home. Like, we but have one I more I have drink. my bag. Yeah. And it's like, girl, like, first of all, you're on a TV show. Just take a fucking lift out to Venice. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, have production drive you. Like, it's not literally you like. You have a car accessible to you. It's not duffel bag or Stay sober. And also, if, like, you can't just have one more drink and then drive home, you probably just shouldn't be, like, dating. Like, you should probably just be meeting up for sex. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> like, pretty much. I mean, why even bother? The guy I, The guy really worked on his eyebrows to date her. I know. Oh, my I God. Know. Shut up. I know. I'm fucking 5'9 and gorgeous. <laughs> I'm a cut. Like, by the way, I this is just one tip. This is just at the top of piece of free advice. Stop fucking calling yourself beautiful and gorgeous on television because she's a pretty girl, but, like, she's always been the one on Vanderpump who's like, yeah, we're all fucking hot. Like, to work here, we're all hot. And, like, she's like, yeah, I'm a fucking catch. I'm fucking gorgeous. Uh-huh. It like, opened with okay. Katie and uh, Katie and Kristen. I'm sorry, we're hot. Yeah, we're, like, models, so, like, it's really hard to work here because people are so gorgeous. And it's yeah. just, like, and then when you say that, and then you have to pause and be like, wait, are you? Are you, though? Like, are, are you? you and, like, I would never think that, but it's, like, it's, like, something just staring you in the face and saying, like, I am. Like, it's, like, a fucking polka dot thing staring you in the face and being, like, I am plaid. And you're, like, well, I wasn't going <laughs> to question what you were until you started screaming that that's what you were. It's kind of like when you're on shopping on Amazon and 
there's a new product and you've never heard of it, but there's a thousand reviews, yeah. but none of them string together a correct sentence, and you know those fake reviews. That's yeah, what it sounds like. You know those she's like, I'm hot. I'm yeah. like, that sounds Chinese to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a paid review. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see one verified purchase. Yeah, that is not a verified purchase review, honey. <laughs> you've never I'm bought anything? I'm a cat. <laughs> it kills me with her because that was her line of defense for everything. They'd be like, Kristen, you were mean to me. Remember in 19. Listen, I'm a catch. <clears throat> I know. Like, fight. <laughs> That's fighting the words, best Kristen. part was when, when James was like, Kristen, I love you, babe. Oh, and she's God. like outside of the bar and she has like mascara running down her face. And he, she's like crying and she's like stiffly. And he's like, Kristen, I love you. She's like, I know because I'm going to catch. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, babe, still, you're like literally crying on Melrose, <laughs> screaming that you're a catch. Like, oh God. And like, it, they're like, it was the episode where James was like sober when it's like, you know, that it's like he's like he was passing on drinks on camera because like Lisa was grounding him from pump or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, that like the camera cut, the two of them went onto the car, like did shots of fireball out of the glove compartment, did fucking fat rails off the like, it just was like. They're all so coked out, so fucked up. Like, even the guys that James might be sober right now, and then he comes on the next episode, and he's like, I ate 12 pop brownies and smoked four joints. Like, it's like, you're not impressed. Like, he's not. Oh, I didn't have I a just, drink, Betch. I love them <laughs> so much. I love them <laughs> so much. I love that show so much, too. That's and my I like Stassi talking about how she couldn't even work at Pump anymore, or Sir anymore, because tables of girls would come in and ask for her just so they could yell at her all night. By the way, like it sounds about right. That sounds Isn't about that right. Isn't that hilarious? I yeah. mean, it just, that's, and actually, so I have to say, now that Stassi and I are as close as we are, of I course. do want to, no, but no, no, just like <laughs> all kidding aside, all kidding all aside, kidding aside yes. I do have to say, I feel that because she is the prettiest and has the boldest personality, I mean, Ariana's also probably, probably the prettiest in a way too. Probably, they're equally pretty. But Stassi is like, she yeah, is Ariana, like, Ari- she's pretty. equally pretty. <laughs> Stassi is like the totem of Vanderpump rules. Like she is Van- Vanderpump rules. And like, so I feel like when she gets, I feel like she gets an unnecessary amount of hatred and especially bar- body snark for someone who is not even in the slightest overweight. You know no. what kills me? What the hell was... People don't understand. These are like forty-year-old waiters. Okay, they're at the, no. they're in their Jax mid to late. Jax is thirty-seven. Well, okay, so they're mid to 37. late. Thirty-seven. That's when your body really f's up. I mean, as someone who's been there and currently there, that's when your body's like, nope. Especially when you're living that lifestyle of late night, where you're like, you know, you wake up at two o'clock or you wake up at eleven. Like you get your iced coffee, you do your workout for the day, but then like you're up until five o'clock in the morning, yeah. and like. That What's available in West Hollywood? Do you know what food yeah. is available in West Hollywood at five in the morning? Oh my god! It's Nothing. When, it's when all the queens go out and get a pizza and some milkshakes. Yes, because there's no, but like there's no. You would think for such a body conscious, like during the day, West Hollywood, it's like good luck getting anything other than tree bark and pressed juice. <laughs> but like as soon as like the clock, yeah. like and and tons of just pure semen, just, just pure semen. It's great for your gallons semen. of semen. But great for your have you semen. been eating pizza? Your semen tastes weird. That's like. It's Literally, where they make Cetaphil is just West Hollywood. It's just that's it's not secrets revealed. 
the Satterfield factory is literally just West Hollywood. Um, but, um, All natural. Um, but no, like at night, you can't, and because I, I lived there and I'd be like, can I get anything? Like that, anything that's not deep fried, even the healthy Thai food is like, there's like a fried chicken wing in it. Like it's just bad. It's bad. Mm. So I feel, I feel bad because it it's not a good area to have any of those things happen. West Hollywood being 37 and a waiter, trying to like figure out that transitional body stage or like maybe quit your Adderall or your cocaine usage. And, oh, and hell no. The- I mean, what else are you going to do? Tell me when there is an Adderall competitor or oh. a cocaine competitor. Okay? I know. You're Bamate. Yeah. You guys, you um, can't just replace <laughs> the only person on the block. Okay. All right. <laughs> there got to be another whole come take that corner. So are we ready for our phone calls, you guys? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. <laughs> Hi, Miles. Um, I live in New York. I'm coming to visit LA, visit a friend, and I have a very important question, which is, where do you get the best edibles in LA? Um, I just feel like from listening to the show that you know how good they are and how good the experience can be and just like the aesthetic of it. And uh, I was wondering if you had any insights, not even maybe like where to get the best ones, but also like maybe where the best experience is, like where the nicest people are and the people who like will stigmatize me the least. I feel, you know, I love like a, you know, a pot dispensary that's run by women who will um, not be weird with me because I'm gay. Um, anyway, just looking for your advice. It's really important. Um, I hope you're having a blessed day. Hi to the guest. Bye. Okay. So in terms of like the LGBT friendly, uh, aspect of it, I'm, I'm like useless. I don't, um, I don't, I really have only, I've tried to keep my, my, uh, memberships to places down to a minimum just because, that's better. You don't want to be in less systems. Least amount of systems, the best. Um, I will say that there's a place called Green Valley Caregivers in North Hollywood that makes the bomb ninja stars, and they're also really nice there. What's um, a ninja star. It's it's like a gummy, and each one is 125 milligrams per gummy, and the gummy's about the size of a quarter, and like it'll fuck you up. Um, oh, nice. I personally, I go to Green Wolf in Glendale. They make these things that I eat. I give them actually away to most of our Please Advise guests when I can. They're called Madam Munchie, and they're little macaroons. I'll post a picture of them on the Please Advise, um, on the Please Advise Instagram. Um, I find that in terms of people working there, they're always really, really helpful. Thankfully, it's weed. So people are really passionate about the product. Um, Mm -hmm. They're like down. They want to see other people get high. Like that is their job. They're like psyched to see other people get high. They're psyched to give recommendations. They're like, you know, most when when they get a newbie, they're actually usually really excited. They give you free shit because you're a newbie. Um, Yeah. At the end of the day, they're salespeople. So they're not going to be mean to you or stigmatize you or anything like that. We're all horrible and gay here. And I'm not saying you're horrible. I'm just saying that they're prepared for horrible people and also the gays. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, my God, that gay guy. Oh, he smells like Subway. Like, they're going to be nice. It's like walking into a Zales. Ain't nobody going to judge your bank account in the Zales, okay? They're just glad to sell you a diamond. Most of them don't know what anything is. That's the truth. So look on Weedly. And yeah. also Kiva Bars. 
I see. Okay. Do you have Kiva bars? I love I, those. I don't love Kiva bars because I know stronger ones. I'm going to split this macaroon for us, by the way. Allie got a Let's Jolly Rancher. Am I allowed to uh, align you with drugs? I said that I gave you a Jolly Rancher. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I accept, and I I accept are, this. <laughs> Ronnie and I are going to split a macaroon, much like we split the same tropical jungle flavor we split with Julie Bush a couple weeks ago. And um, yeah, I mean, Honestly, I just feel, I have to say, I got my weed card last June, right after my breakup. And I would say, like, I felt very blessed. Like, that whole first month, like, I just felt so fucking happy to have something in my life that was, this is so bad, but it was, like, such a distraction from how sad I was feeling. And it was, like, almost in a weird way, a positive solution during a very negative time. Like, I always had, like, my fun bag of, like, weed gummies and, like, weird fucking cookies and, like, new strains. And, like, it's a really fun, nice experience. Um, By the way, I think in order to work at a weed store, you have to be a Mexican girl with adorable style. Like, that's <laughs> the only people who work at weed dispensaries. They're all, like, really cute Mexican girls with amazing style. And, like, that's basically it. Like, it's really nice. The security guards are really nice. A lot of them are just, like, bros that are, like, kind of, like, flunkies and like thank god for weed dispensaries because who knows what the fuck they'd be doing without them like seriously i mean don't you always think about oh that, my the security god. guards at your weed place yes. like what the fuck would this person be doing yes if- like when you're at a restaurant and you see a busboy working his ass off and you're like that guy's gonna be president one day you never feel that in the weed store. No, you never feel <laughs> <laughs> That's never crossed my mind at the weed store. It's never like, you know what? That guy just working his way through college. It's like, no, these girls are getting making some good money before they get knocked up or whatever. Yes. Before their brother their brothers one of their brothers like homies kills them in a fucking gang thing. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, and that's, by the way, not a racial thing. It's really just about where they live in the socioeconomic climate climate of the business. It really is. The weed business has a lot of sadness to it, and you'll even see that in the in the packaging. Have you watched like, that Netflix show about it? About that weeds? little dispensary in... Uh... Oh, Viceland. Oh. Is that what it's called? No, Viceland is the network that, is, that makes this show about dispensaries. Oh, oh, oh. It, it is depressing it because yeah. you would think that's so much money, but it's really... I mean, so much of it goes to the government, and I don't even know. I'm so uneducated on it. I saw one episode, yeah. but I was like, wow, that looks sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, dark. I, I just, that, that looks dark. I just don't want to die. You know what I mean? I anyway. mean, I would rather just die of a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, that's how I go. That that's how there. I know that's how I'm going to go. I'm going to die with, like, dominoes still on my face. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I don't want to be shot or burned alive or something like that. No. No. Ew, forget God. it. Well, that's what happens to drug dealers on TV, okay? You get stoned I've seen burned. TV shows. I know how this goes. You get stoned to death. They, you just watch a lot of shows where they stone drug dealers to death, Ronnie. Loving that for you. Please, FXX. I have to get my cable subscription upgraded. Um, all right, let's take our next call. Wait, but do any of you other stoners have any words, Ronnie? You go to? Do you you go to the store? I do. They're different in West Hollywood. Yeah. Lots of gay friendly or lots of gay slurs. What are you running into in terms of being a homosexual out of West Hollywood? Gay friendly friendly or slurs? Well, I live in East West (laughs) Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Gay friendly or gay slur? Hey, faggot. Toss up. Toss up. It was a gay guy who said it. (laughs) He was snapping. I'm not sure what's happening. The hair was friendly. The rest, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's only offense. I think that word's only offensive when you're calling like some straight guy that. Uh-huh. Then they're like, <laughs> no, I'll answer to it. 
<laughs> in East West Hollywood, that place is like a check cashing place. There's like glass over, you know, there's like bulletproof glass. The lady looks like she can cut you with her fingernails, like poke your eyes out. And then in West West Hollywood, if you go too far west, they're like, it's a club and there's valet parking and there's some kind of bullshit. No, and then I mean, Midwest, that's the truth is like, you have to know that. You, by the way, when you're signing up, they're like, who recommended you to the club? And I'm like, what club? And and <laughs> and people are like, no, that's what we're technically like a club. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, like it's like as if they're a community garden, and I'm this going to a, go pick a up country my fucking club. Like you're joining flowers. the weed country club. It's more who like a CPA, you? like in Brooklyn, where they drop off a bag of zucchinis and carrots to you. Like it's more like they treat it like that. Like I'm just going to yeah, go pick up like my that. herbal local medicines. Yeah. Like oh, just like my friendly hippie. Like leave a donation. They, I love when they're like, leave a donation. I'm like, bitch, I just spent $220 on fucking moon dust. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> the one in Midwest Hollywood stopped giving dog treats, and I'm so mad. <laughs> How much money do you have the to CBD? drop in here? Give my damn dog a treat. How rude. Are no, no, not doctors? a weed treat. Oh. Just because, you know, everyone takes their dogs everywhere. My yeah. poor dog, he never gets to leave the house. Bueller. Especially if I'm about to get weed. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> so. Bueller's fucking like, home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll go to the farm. Drug store, my little dog. That's like his big excitement, and they've stopped giving treats. So now he goes in there, and he's like, where are, where are my treats? Where is it? He's like sitting down over and over just so somebody will notice him sitting, so they'll give him some. Poor thing. I'm like, nope, you lose again. Let's go smoke a bowl. <laughs> um, this is okay, delicious. Okay, so Ed just told me it is really good. Madam Munchie, tropical jungle flavor. Ed just told me the place we go in Silver Lake that is the bomb gummy bears. Um, it's called CCA. I think it's on Sunset Boulevard in a strip mall next to a place where you can learn how to breastfeed in a Thai place. Perfect. It's like literally like one-stop like shop. Breast- <laughs> it's just a one-stop shop. No it- ordering coconut milk at that Thai place. <laughs> All right, let's make our next call. Hey, malls. I love the pod. I have been a long-time listener since the very beginning, and I think you're awesome. I am going to New Orleans for my bachelorette party in July, and I know you just went there a little while ago, so I was wondering if you had any good recommendations for places to go for my bachelorette party. Thanks. Honestly, in order to recommend anything to you in New Orleans, I would have to remember it. And I do not. It was a blur. Like It was a literal blur. I would say just get dropped off on Magazine Street and keep going. I mean, we had a lot of we were on Magazine Street a lot. We went to St. James Cheese Company is like yeah. the only place I remember we ate breakfast. And that was really that good. Was good. And also really good bachelorette weekend sort of like cheese platter was like, excuse me. I'm burping weed cooking and broccoli like a true lady, which is why I do not have a bachelorette party of my own in the near future, Um, nor am I invited to one. Um, But I wanted to say that uh, St. James Cheese Company was good. We got a good cheese plate, reasonably priced. Um, And like a bottle of rosé, I think the whole thing was like 50 bucks for a bottle of rosé and a huge cheese plate. Um, You know... It's just you. It's like this is what I'll tell you about New Orleans. If you see a place, you know whether or not it's going to be good just by looking at it. Yeah, you like, really can get that vibe. If you if you look at a place and you're like that that hole in the wall looks like a good hole in the wall place with a good hole in the wall food, that's exactly what you're going to get. 
If you see a place that looks like a hole in the wall that probably doesn't have good hole in the wall food, probably don't go there. Like you're smart to skip it. However, the funnest part of the city is, is that there's like no commitment outside of like, you know, outside of like a meal, like you're pretty much up and out everywhere you go. And since you can walk in and out of places with drinks, um, I mean, you can't like, you can't walk into a bar with a full drink from the bar next door. But you can walk down the street and kind of like see things, get a vibe for who's going in and out of stuff. I mean, the, the it seems like there is no gay area or no like fancy area necessarily either. Like Magazine Street, I think is... I, I mean, I didn't really... I couldn't tell <laughs> like different areas from other areas we couldn't even like, find the door into the harrow's casino no, so we, we sure as hell tried we sure as hell tried i mean if you're getting married <laughs> you've just had this long relationship with somebody that you've really tried to temper your attitude and you've not yelled at them i mean shit if it was my bachelorette party i would knock on Anne rice's door and scream at that bitch for messing up the witching hour i would scream <laughs> like, how dare you i read all of those books <laughs> Get it all out and go home and be nice to my husband for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Just a month, though. That's Let's brilliant. not push it. <laughs> it can only take you so I would so say far. save your money on the clothing shopping, although I would go into Trashy Diva if I were you. After Ellie left, Max and I got to go. They have really fun hair pieces. If anyone saw any of like the fun little like hair pieces that I got in New Orleans on my Snapchat or Instagram, like Trashy Diva is the place to go. I think everyone should go treat themselves to a little $35 hair piece. I think mean, that sounds like a really fun bachelorette weekend thing for you guys. Um, a lot of the shopping was like more miss than hit. Um, a lot of the stores have that vibe that stores on Melrose have, which is just like this is mass purchase boutique clothing that you could yeah. get at this one or at a boutique four doors down. Like I was actually kind yeah. of really underwhelmed at the quality of the shopping. Um, but on the other hand, if you were, if you were decorating a new house, I got the best art. I got the best furniture. I got the best stuff. So if you're shopping, if you need to do any shopping at all, like, oh dude, fucking the art scene in New Orleans right now is crazy. So, um, yeah, go check that out. I don't know. Do you remember anything else? It's, it's honestly not that it's a blur, but I have no idea where we were and what places we went into. Like, <laughs> I know where I was, sort of. Like, I, I can recognize the interior of the places. I do remember we went down, was it Frenchman? Was that the the area? It wasn't the French Quarter, or maybe that is part of the, the French Frenchman Quarter. The Frenchman was something, was it yeah, a street? that we did with. That no, or the Frenchman was, was that a restaurant a that we okay. went to. I think with um, there we are, yeah. Who but knows? I also <laughs> remember I went on a Tinder date and it was to the one place that I had previously been. Yeah, the Frenchman yeah. Hotel in New Orleans. Um, yeah, dude, we had so much fun. It's so it's much an amazing fun. city. It Just really go, is. You picked a really good place, and I'm you know what? I think you picked a really beautiful time a year ago. I bet it's beautiful right now. Um, just really enjoy the food. Commit to the fact that you're in New Orleans. I don't see any sense. Look, I got stuck in Ocean City, Maryland for two weeks a couple summers ago. And by day seven of not seeing a vegetable, my soul was sad. My heart was sad. My body was so upset. I didn't go to the bathroom for three days. It was really, really oh bad. God. Okay. But if you're in New Orleans for one weekend, one weekend only, just embrace the fact that yeah. you're there. Don't fucking tur- turn up no stone looking for a vegetable. You just go and like you drink the daiquiris. You get crazy. 
What we did, I thought was really great, was we had we were vitaming it the entire time. Yes, we, were taking we did. Activated charcoal. charcoal. We were taking our magnesium the whole time. I, I was on our probiotics all the time. Turmeric. Oh. We were we were just when I was out with Stassi. All bases. Yeah, when I was out with Stassi, I whipped out my ba- Ziploc of vitamins, and I was like, Stassi, yeah. you ever take activated charcoal? <laughs> Let me like, introduce no. this to you. And then I was like, and then on the car ride home, when when you're like mellowing out, take two of these magnesiums. Mm-hmm. Wow. Friends yeah. with vitamins. <laughs> vitamins with friends. All right. Let's go take our next call. Allie just mouthed no at me. No. Hey, malls and crew. This is Efi. I called in about a year ago, and Cameron Esposito gave me some very good advice. I have since moved out, and I'm taking care of myself and all that stuff. But that's actually not why I called today. I have a couple of bones to pick with you. Um I know that you haven't done this in a while, but the question on, on do you fear that about falling in love with a stripper or a sex worker, I find to be like pretty anti-feminist. And I don't think that whorephobia has any place in feminism. And I don't, I'm like, I just don't really, I'm not comfortable with it as someone who is a sex worker. Like granted, I have like the privilege and resources not to be doing things like on the street and I'm pretty safe in that way. Um, but I just, I just, don't think it's wise to paint with such a broad brush or perpetuate horophobia. And polyamory, um, married and dating is something that you talk about quite a bit. I haven't seen it, but I am a polyamorous person and I don't really think that that show is a good example of what polyamory is or like what it can be. Um, I'm going to send you some links about both of these things so you can learn a little bit more and hopefully like, incorporate those things into your own life because I feel like monogamous people still have something to gain from what polyamory is meant to be Um, what else I hope that I can be on the the pod one day that would be cool Um, I enjoy what you do very very much oh Evie you wish I was horophobic like you wish honestly that question is not because I think people should be afraid of sex workers or strippers. I think the reason, okay, the reason why this question occurred to me when I was creating Do You Fear That, which I created specifically for Neve Shulman when he came on, and it was a game that we had fun with and that we continued to do on the show. The reason why I came up with that question had more to do with the fact that I personally, for me, would find it to be a conundrum to be in love with someone who also shares their body as part of their job uh, or shares their emotions as part of their job. It's the same thing as would you date an actor who has to do love scenes? Right. I I personally, when I was dating an actor, that was a big fear for me that he was going to book a love scene while we were together because if that happened, that would have been a really big mental challenge for me to get over the fact that my partner had just had their hands all over someone else whether or not it was intentionally romantic, there was feelings behind it, it was compartmentalized, it just was something that made me uncomfortable. Now, for me, a big fear would be going, let's say, falling in love with someone and having him say to me, I, this is how I make my living. Not because I'm afraid of whores, but because I would then be faced with this huge emotional challenge to overcome, which for me, Molly McAleer, as in all fears, like heights, I'm not height phobic. I'm not afraid. I'm not angry at buildings. I'm not, I don't think buildings should not exist. 
I just recognize that when put in a position with buildings on a high level, sometimes people can be afraid of them. Well, yeah, I'm not so, child phobic, but I don't want a day to day care worker because you know they're going to come home with germs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you, well, if well, you're well, going well, to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now we've taken a left. And. <laughs> But um, I do have to say, Efi, like, unfortunately, I wouldn't consider you to be a candidate for a guest on Please Advise because you're doing something that I don't appreciate and someone who's trying to get a point across, which is finger shaking. And I also think it's a little bit con- condescending that you, like, finger waved me and sent me um, an email full of, like, Amazon links for books on Horphobia and why polyamorous married and dating is not a good example of polyamorous people, which... I think I kind of been saying this entire time is not a good example of people, period. They're all a bunch of weirdos. Like those people on that show, those that pod, they are fucking weirdos and it has nothing to do with where their dicks and vaginas go and what configurations or who they're fluid bonding with. That has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that they're just fucking weird people that don't wash out their mugs of pea soup and have sex in an outdoor shower where their weird neighbors in San Diego are probably looking at them over the fence having like long all-night orgies with like a five-year-old child sleeping in the next room. That is what I think is weird. I'm not talking about the fact that like they put their dicks and vaginas in configurations that I personally, Molly Mackler, would not. So that's all it is. And I, I just, I, I think that this is like something that is very misled that people do, which is like they want someone to get behind their cause. And this is why I was trying to be extra complimentary of Katie Sloan when she was on our podcast a couple weeks ago talking about why she doesn't like the word retarded and why she wants people to work on the way that they discuss um, kids with learning disabilities or kids who have special needs or people with special needs. Um, I kept complimenting her on the fact that she was explaining things to me in a way that made me want to learn about them, not made me be afraid to be wrong about them. And people need to be wrong in order to be corrected. And I think that you're never going to win over fans by coming out the gate by yelling at them. And, and, and it's actually going to make people less compassionate to your cause. If you, cause now I'm angry at you. Well, like I, now, if, okay. So Ronnie wants to jump in. No, yeah, I do. I just want to say, um, I believe prostitution should be completely legal. I love porn. I love Pornhub and I love a sex worker. I mean, I'm a gay guy in West Hollywood. So, you know, like I know them, I get it. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have a lot of things that you're being rebellious with, okay? Um, homosexuality, whoreism, prostitution, whatever, um, polyamorism. These are all things. I'm not saying that you're not naturally all of these things. But when you add all of this up, it seems like you're kind of looking to rebel against people for them to have to accept you in a certain way. And if you're going to be ballsy enough to be a gay hoe, polyamorous, everything else that is just going to piss people off, part of part of owning that is having pride in it and not giving a fuck what people think. So if you're going to educate people, then good for you because those causes all need people to educate. But when you come from a place of anger and defensiveness, it just kind of looks like, I don't know, you need a hug in another way that has nothing to do with those issues. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like when you're labeling yourself with all of these things, you're a human being aside from all of these labels and your feelings are valid no matter what you are. You're allowed to have them, but have pride in who you are. And who cares? Of course people are going to be afraid if they're going to marry a hoe. We're trying to have someone be monogamous and not cheat on us. And so that kind of stands for everything 
that monogamy is against. And that's it's, not and that's not everyone, but you're speaking yeah. for like I'm the, speaking from me. From, yeah, right. like exactly. for exactly. Uh, those of us who w- enter falling into a relationship, falling in love, those of us who aim and desire aim for and desire monogamy, falling in love with someone who by their very nature of their profession is not monogamous sexually is a very it, that that can be a scary thought. That could be a legitimate fear. I mean, like for me personally, I would not be comfortable with that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm not comfortable if you decided to do that or if somebody on the street decides to do that or my best friend decides to do that. Like that's and how that's about them? This? That's not me. How about this? I'm comfortable. I am I am more comfortable with the idea of falling in love with a stripper or a sex worker than I am just a regular fucking player who's not even getting money for it and it's mm-hmm. not a business. Oh, like that's absolutely that's at least yes. at least if it's a profession, then I understand that you're coming from a place of being empowered and mon- hopefully empowered and monetizing something that you have a natural ability to do or that are good at or whatever else. Good for you, at least, but at least it's a choice. I my my fear is really also that tr- it's a it's just another way to step into the idea of are you comfortable being in a situation that's not traditional or monogamous. Also, people haven't you have to understand that a lot of people have not had that separation between sexuality and emotion. You know, uh, people who are dating in this day and age, yeah. you have to learn how to do that very quickly. And if you're going to be a hoe, you definitely have to learn to do that. You yeah. cannot be equating sex with emotion. Most people don't do that, and they have not learned to do that. So when uh, there is a lot of horror what – what is it called? Horophobia. Uh, that's my favorite word. I couldn't remember it, but I will from now on. Horophobia. I love that word. There is that. And there are people who make snap judgments about sex workers and all that. You're right about that. Totally. But a lot of it just comes from not understanding how people can se- – it's not even the actual vagina and the penis. It's the uh, separating it from your emotion. You know, Some people look at that as cold. I tend to look at it as more evolved because you're not led around by your dick. You're and I feel like there's it. almost going to be like some sort of like, you know, backlash from me even saying this. But I feel like, babe, you're kind of like barking up the wrong tree. Like if this is the podcast you feel you have to call to say this, you're barking a little bit up the wrong tree. Because like we already come in at a pretty entry level of being open and accepting. And I feel like you're trying to throw some shit at me like it's the first time I've ever heard of it. And that's kind of just what I don't appreciate. It's like, I've got some bones to pick with you. Like, well, I've got some bones to pick with you. Like, fuck off. Like, that's, you know, I don't know. I I appreciate it. I just, you know, it's it's usually not what you're saying. It's how you say it. And I trust me, I've had to learn that the hard way so many times. I'm sure you can probably tell by the way I talk right now. But like... It, it, it's the way that the way that you said that it's not you're not winning any fans. So just FYI, and it has nothing to do with your preferences or your profession. And which, by the way, I am fascinated by. I would like to know more about that. Well, about, like about being a sex worker, if, I would like to know how that works for you. I mean, my little tidbit too, just about the way that it was presented. Like, yeah, I'm I'm actually curious to hear more about that lifestyle. It's not something that I'm personally familiar with, but I don't feel comfortable asking, you know what I mean? Based on the way that it was like, I've got a couple bones to pick with you. Like I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. Exactly. Like I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable asking and learning, which is important. They're assuming that you're, you're, um, going to make them defensive because they're used to that from everybody else. Right. And I guess she, she probably looks at you as one of her friends. She's listened to this so many times. So yeah, but she if I was just one of her like, friends, yeah. I'd be like, 
If I was one of their friends, they would be like, hey, girl. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I just, I want yeah. better for you, Efi. Um, and, and I'm, and thank you for trying to, you know, educate me. Sorry. It wasn't more well received. I understand that your intentions were probably all good. Uh, I just, you know, you have to know that that's condescending to send someone a bunch of Amazon links and be, and being like, read up. Right. Like you have to know that that's a little unless you're signed up with Amazon associates and you're actually (laughs) getting a percentage of that. Okay. In that case. Great work, Evie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always think Good job. Always right. <laughs> Christina, here's a hot tip. Ooh. Surrounding yourself with stuff you love is the key to happiness and success. Or hoarders. Right. I mean, that's why I have all that Pee Wee Herman and Spuds McKenzie memorabilia around my place. Oh. So why not just surround yourself with some of the coolest items and collectibles that you can get your hands on if you're going to live like me, right? Yeah. LootCrate.com is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and one-of-a-kind items and more. Yes. I love the one-of-a-kind items. I love one-of-a-kind stuff. I'm V-curious about the and more. I know. Me too. <laughs> it's like the beyond section. Make sure to head to www.lootcrate.com slash malls and enter code malls, that's M-O-L-L-S, to save $3 on any new subscription. Okay, so a little while ago, we got a call from a woman. I think, God, I think this is about a year ago, we got a call from a woman saying that she was in a really dark place in her life, drinking a bottle of wine a day. She was a mom to three kids and kind of shitty relationship. Terrible marriage, actually. And um, this is a really wonderful update call from her. Hey, Mom, this is Heather. Uh, I'm 34 years old. I called you about, I don't know, probably a year ago. Um, I can't believe it's already been a year that I've looked at Um From Boston, whatever, uh, alcoholic, mom, wife, whatever. Um, so my update is that I'm now divorced. I was living in Boston. Now I'm living in Connecticut. Uh, went to rehab. So I definitely uh, went off the end and have now have 90 days over, and um, a year ago this time, I was literally crumbling because my husband cheated on me, and I left him, and I left Boston, and I left my home, and now I am on the up and up. So it's crazy what happened here. Uh, I love the pod. Uh, I love everything about you guys. Uh, hey, Miles, it's Heather again. Uh, 34, lived in Boston, uh, live in Connecticut. I forgot one little detail there. Uh, my husband cheated on me with his, he's 37, and he cheated on me with his 24-year-old employee. She's 10 years younger than me, little hoe bag. Um, they're still together unhappily together because they've broken up about 25 times and I am happily divorced. So it's amazing what can happen in a year. And um, also a little more deep on the rehab thing, 
I was drinking a lot when my kids were gone with their dad and I uh, decided I had did indeed have a problem and had a problem for many years and addressed it and fixed it and uh, messaged all mothers or women out there, get help if you need it because it saved my life and I'm happier for it. Um, thanks. Bye. Dude, this is so awesome. Yes. What a yes. great, great follow-up call. Amazing. This is why we ask you guys to follow up because like, there are things that are that you guys do that are so much bigger than what uh, like the little advice we give you on here. Like, I remember when you called Heather. I was I was really noncommittal about what it was. I I think that if I can remember, I was pretty noncommittal about what it was that I think you should do because honestly, it's not my place or my guest place or anyone else's place to say that you have a problem. Every a problem looks different in everybody. There are people I know people that were taking like half of a Vicodin a month, but still felt that they had enough of a, an addiction to taking that ritualistically taking that pill that they went and saw treatment for it. I also know people that drink twice what you were drinking, don't think that they have a problem. And as far as, you know, most people are concerned, they probably don't. But the thing is, is that you recognize that problem in yourself and you did something about it. You have 90 days, which is amazing. Uh, your husband sounds like a fucking piece of shit. The only thing I was wondering is what's up with your kids? Like, where are you? Are the kids with you when you were in rehab? Did they go to your husband? I hope that I'm assuming that you still you sound like you're in a positive place and that you still have custody. But I hope that they are with you and not your husband and this loser chick so that they're witnessing that shitty dynamic that sounds like oh a really God, crappy yeah. dynamic yeah. for kids to be around um so i'd love to know what's up with that and also just thank you for doing this because like we're not you know i also very selfishly don't really have to make decisions that affect anyone outside of myself my dog soon to be dogs and like my friends and family like as i choose to include whether or not it really affects or has anything to do with my friends and family um so to hear someone call that like had to make such like a big decision in the middle of being responsible to other humans and being married in a, in a bad marriage and seeing that you, I don't know. Oh man. man we hear Hearing from, yeah. I recognized I had a problem and I fixed it. That is crazy. Do you know how many self-help books are written? Yeah. And people cannot yeah. do that. That's yeah. so great. So good for you. Well, cause like recognizing a problem is half the battle. Like oh, the, it's the fixing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can walk around and say like, Oh God, I'm so, I'm so like disorganized or I'm so this. And like, yeah, a lot of that is a part of your personality, but like you, there are ways to fix things or to at least improve upon them or to make your life so that it's not such a struggle for you. So, Oh, and don't worry. He's getting his karma with the 24 year old as we speak oh, yeah. because any 24 year old with someone that much older, she going to fuck around at some point or want to, or just be done with his old ass. And he's going to have to walk around all insecure trying to hold on. So he doesn't lose face in front of you. Yeah. 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 Girl, he goes. yeah. It's so embarrassing too. And he really fractured. I mean, it's sad because he's fractured his relationship with his kids in a really big way too. I mean, your kids have just been through so much. It sounds like in the last couple of years between, you know, you going through your stuff and, and your husband being, sounds like a complete dick. And then just the fact that their family unit has broken up. Like, I think this is a really great time for you to have lots of good time with your kids and figuring out who you are through, you know, some of that time you get to spend with them. Just can't stress that enough. And don't date girl. If I'm allowed to give you any advice, I mean, you are a mom who's done more than I have, but like, I will say that 
and give you any advice, don't date right now because it's not fair to your kids and it's not fair to your sobriety. So there's that. All right. Do we have any yeah. more calls? Fuck yeah, let's keep going. Do it. Hey, Malls. My name's Anna. I'm 26 and I live in Dallas. So my question is about hooking up with a friend's brother. I don't know if you have any experience in that or like whoever your guest is, maybe they do. So basically my friend is kind of talking up her brother a little bit to me, but he's technically still married. His wife cheated on him and they're going to, they're getting divorced. It's kind of in the process. It's one of those like get married in your early twenties and then you're like, Oh shit, JK kind of things. So the first time I meet him, she's telling me all about him. I meet him and then he's hitting on me, but I'm like, well, he's married. Like who cares? You know, I don't think anything of it. A couple of months goes by, uh, the weekly, he's going to come in town again. And the week leading up to it, she's like, Oh my gosh, y'all would be such a cute couple. You should totally hook up with him. Like, Oh my God, we could be sisters, (laughs) which like, obviously like I'm not thinking of it in that series of terms, but like, it's nice that she thinks that I would be like a good match for him. So the weekend comes and, and, uh, we hit it off and we hook up and it's fine. And, um, then I hear that she's talking shit about me so hard at the bar. Like we're making out at the bar, which is very tacky, but also very uptown Dallas. If you've never been there, it's terrible. And, um, so not the next day, but probably the next, I was like, Hey girl, like, are you not cool with it? You, you acted like this was kind of your idea, but you're, then you're talking shit about me. And she says, Oh my God, no, y'all are so cute. You should totally be together. I don't know what your friend's talking about. I was not talking shit about you. So I was just like, LOL. Okay. So that was about a month ago. Next weekend, we are going out of town together to visit one of our other friends who lives in the same town that he lives in. It's about five hours away. So that's why we don't really ever see him. And obviously, like, we're going to interact. Like, we have all the same friends and we have the same kind of, like, event to go to on Saturday. So what do you think I should do? Do you think I should just, like, pretend like she's not a psycho? Like, should I just be, like girl's drunk, she doesn't care, like, live my life? Or do you think I should take that advice and, like, worry about my friendship? Or do you think it doesn't even matter because dude's technically still married? Please advise. Okay, so let's try to undo this tangled sexual web. So basically, this girl that called, she has a BFF. Her BFF's brother was just in a marriage and the marriage ended because they got married too young and maybe even possibly I think his wife cheated. And so now this girl's best friend's brother's single and the girl's best friend is like, girl, you should hook up with my brother. He's single and fucking hot, right? So they went at meeting and they, oh, and she's even going to the extent of like, girl, if you'll hook up, like we'll be sisters. Okay, Mm -hmm. so- Then they do hook up and she finds out that her friend is at like the bar in the next room being like, oh, what a fucking whore. Like she's fucking my brother, like blah, blah, blah. So she's saying, I have another event to go to where they'll both be there. And like I could fuck her brother again or make out with him or whatever, but I'm nervous it's going to affect our friendship. Uh, So should I just be like, whatever, my friend's crazy, like go for it hook up with him anyway or should I like err on the side of caution assuming I still want to be friends with this girl and like not hook up with her brother 
That's the thing I'm curious about. Like, why would you want to still be friends with this bitch? Honestly, I'm honestly like, does she want to like, it sounds like she wishes she could fuck her brother herself and she can. And so she's like, you should hook up with him. And then she does. And she's like, I fucking hate her. Oh oh, yeah. Sibling, you know, there's that sibling weirdness that goes on where if you end up with this guy, you're going to have that for the rest of your life. Or she's like, welcome yeah. to Christmas, honey. And then the next second, she's like talking shit to the she's mom and then oh, yeah, trying to get you cut out of stuff. She's a fucking tacky yeah. gift. She fucking brought you. She's yeah. fucking so stupid. Telling the what a that slut you are. I know. Christmas plate she brought us. That's fucking jacket. I know. Bitch. Any whiff of that, I'd say fuck him in private and ice that girl out. Honestly. Yeah, ice her out is a solid decision. But because would I've you seen... for some tail? Like, I would no. just straight up fully avoid this entire family. I, like, I was just about to his say, His strange dick is not worth it. Not no. fuck Well, she's already physically. had it, right? Does the smokehouse have lobster? Oh, God, I hope so. I really want a lobster right now. I know that's completely off subject, but <laughs> I just... <laughs> Fuck. Look, if you know, she's already... Let's talk about brothers got me hungry for lobster. Let's <laughs> talk about brother fucking got me Now, hungry. would this girl bring you butter for your lobster? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. No, and she'd take your bib away. Here's my room. give you at the restaurant. She'd yeah. take your be bib away and pour the butter on you. Be around this girl, but be prepared to crack her exoskeleton, drown the bitch in butter, <laughs> and wear a bib because it could get ugly. Just know where you're going. Just know where you're going. Her exoskeleton. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so. Basically. Fuck this family. Not really. Like Does physically, this girl don't fuck, fuck him. physically. Do not fuck don't, this family. Stay already, away from them. Stay she's away. She's already had sex with him, so I know that people count. You know, they're like, oh good, now that's seventeen dudes I've slept with. <laughs> when my, you know, like when I'm in a relationship, I'm one. gonna have to answer that question. You know. I say you've already fucked him, so he's oh. not starting the drama. Here's so another still fuck please him. advice: You're going to a wedding, don't right? fucking answer that question. If anyone ever asks you how many guys you've slept with, you say advice. you have a goddamn boundary issue, and you don't answer that question. That's no one's. Christine's getting her fucking pizza. This is why I want lobster. <laughs> We're not welcome to this pizza. This is Christina's personal God. pan moment. Like, personal Sometimes horror Sometimes you moment. just need a, Sorry, a personal Evie. pan. Yeah. yeah. And I'm people pissed. never tell you the truth anyway. That's so funny. It's like there needs to be like an no, algebra problem. Everybody's where it's the like, worst. Et, you know, he Free fucked advice. this many people that. times X divided by two times, you know, three dicks to even know the truth. Because they ain't going to tell you. Dick, cool dick math, Ronnie. <laughs> you like that? Really... It's like the quadratic <laughs> equation. Why I'll be a podcaster forever. Quadratic equation. No, I'm saying. Yeah, get that dick in a pie. Get it? Get it, guys? Pie is like the only math joke I've got. Pie for you. It happens to work perfectly. Speaking of lobster pie, I would I would even go for a lobster pie right now, and I don't even care for a, a gravy, a seafood based gravy. Uh, I'm so hungry. Uh, no, this really does sound like a world of trouble. I feel like this is also another thing that you run into a lot when you're young. Not to be condescending, but like you know. I feel like back in the day, like I would have no problem. I had a much, I had much less of a problem turning on my heel, like after dealing with Fred and being like, oh, she is such a bitch. Like, and I would have no problem doing that. Now it's like, no, no, no one's really a bitch. Like, no, it's fine. Like, it's all fucking fine. Like, we all make our own choices, you know, but like at a certain age, there was an age in my life where like, I feel like, 
I just first of all, I was I cared I cared too I cared too much about my friends because I didn't have anything to care about in my life yet. Yeah. Uh, I was over invested in the wrong things. Like I don't I don't as long as you're I mean I don't know I guess I do still get annoyed if my friends drag me into their sex lives. It's like oh I told him this thing you told me is that okay? Like I'm like can you fucking keep me out of oh, this? My, one yeah. of my friends does that. I hate and that. And she repeats my stuff to suit her argument with her boyfriend. I'm oh, like I never said that. Yeah. Why are you yeah, taking yeah, yeah. my own sexual history and using it against me? incorrectly in your fight with some boyfriend I don't even like in the first place. I hate exactly. that. Get your own fucking stories to tell. Right, exactly. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. One of my- it's some tale. It's a wedding. You're in Dallas. One Have sex with friends- a hot blonde man. You know he is. <laughs> you know he is. I'm not going to let it go. By the way, that's Can you true. send us a pic? Like, we won't show anyone, but just so I can send it, I'll text, like, Chris, send it to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's also where you should send your voice notes, by the way. Askpleaseadvise at gmail.com or call 323-450-7408. But specifically to you, dear caller, please send a a picture of your friend's hot brother to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Christina will text it to me, and then I will text it to Allie and Ronnie and nobody else. No. But we should conference on how hot he is. Yes. Allie, every yes. time you're here, we're always talking about some hot guy. Like it, I draw them in. I know. Yeah, the Gronk Cruise Literally. 2016. That happened. If we have calls and about now- hot dicks, it's like, fly Friedman in. <laughs> We've got some stuff. FaceTime Friedman. <laughs> FaceTime, we need this. Get Friedman on the line. <laughs> There's some hot dicks in question. Well, and actually, one of my dad, my dad's <laughs> friends, gave me great advice one time regarding boy troubles. He was very drunk. This was at a the, yeah. <laughs> I know this is gonna be good. Yeah, this, this is going great. Dr- drunk and so uncle he advice. just kind of mumbled every once in a while, and then finally, out of nowhere, he said, "You know what? Sometimes you just gotta say fuck 'em, feed 'em, fish heads.'" And then he just kind of like slumped back into his chair. And so now that's my new life motto. Like if something's bringing me drama, it's fuck them, feed them fish heads. What does it mean? We don't know. Crawfish? I don't know. But you just fuck them, feed them fish heads. So are we discounting the international community that serves fish heads? How dare your uncle? Um, Ain't that we try Texas not to be very you. racial. <laughs> that yeah, just that's Texas. Steer away from the racial humor, Ali. I don't know what kind of inbred racial humor that is. I, I feel like that's stereotyping Texas. <laughs> I know. And now we're getting into. I, I feel Texas phobic. Texas Jew and a Texas gay. I love that always my uh, Texans are unique and of, of a different breed than your average Texan. Of well, course. Texas, no one is like an average in Texas. There's no. just, There's, you have to behave a certain way in public, but people still crazy. They, they're just like they are here, you know? It's yeah, just different boobs. It's not big titty wasps. Well, we're in well, Los Angeles. I mean, Durr, it's big titty wasps here, too. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Well, and I basically live in, like, the Calabasas of Texas. Yeah, I'm from El Paso, so, so I'm from yeah. Mexico. <laughs> Those are my people. Well, you guys, that was a really fun episode, episode 87 of Please Advise. God bless you guys. And America. God bless you, America. And wedding dick. Getting dick at a wedding. God bless getting dick at a wedding too, lady. And you know know. what? And Rob Gronkowski. I hope that cruise went well for him. I Mm -hmm. honestly, I have a very powerful gift for manifestation, and I think that I'm going to start manifesting the Gronk in my life somehow. Not sexually, Lala. I don't want our favorite listener who loves him. Not Lala Kent, but I call her Lala as of Lala Kent. Um, I'm not going to actually try to 
fuck him, but I will tell you that Rob Gronkowski and I will be friends. I will be friends. I've started to do some strategic Instagram friending. Um, wow. I've noticed he has only eleven friends, and I've very and I've and I've sought out the lowest level ones, the ones with the uh-huh. least amount of followers. With the hope that maybe they'll see He'll one be of like, their she's new real. followers yeah, and she's be not like, just kiss an ass, yeah. right?" Who's and Rob? So then, what? He's that? a guy who plays for the New England Patriots. Patriots. He's really fun. At, he's a really fun party guy. He loves oh. to dance. He loves to party. Like I'll show you when we go to dinner at the Smokehouse, and I'm hopefully eating lobster. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to. By the way, I've never been to the Smokehouse, which is why I keep saying Smokehouse. I worked oh. at Warner Brothers for three years. Smokehouse is where. George Clooney, I was telling them right before it, his George Clooney's production company is called Smokehouse Productions because when he worked on ER at Warner Brothers, he went to the Smokehouse so often to get drinks and meals and stuff. It's kind of like the place you'll probably hear it referenced in movies and films. Once you hear it, listen for it because you'll see, oh, you're pulling up the Smokehouse menu. Oh, is that? Oh, that's a goddamn lobster. Yes. Uh, Yes. um, Oh, that's like a surf and turf moment, too. That's, oh, my God. Do you know how bad I fucking want to surf and turf all the time? And a dirty martini. Oh, my God. You are the only friend I would do this with. I'm hyperventilating. (laughs) Who who eats like that? I'm like, you want to go to Chili's? Hey, have you been to Claim Jumper? Am I crazy? There's a salad for $2.99 after. Do you want to go to Claim Jumper? Fuck. Look at the sadness in your eyes. No. So I can sit there and look at you all sad, trying to hide your sadness while I enjoy my I would love to go to Chili's if there is one locally. There's not. Isn't that weird? No, it's, you have to drive to like Africa to go. It's so hard to get. <laughs> it's so hard to get. You have to charter like a boat and two planes to get to a yeah, Chili's. Yeah, there's not a Los Chili's Angeles. here. There is a claim jumper. There's one in the valley somewhere, and then there used to be, okay, Encino, Christina's writing down on a pad. I had $30 worth of Chili gift certificates from doing a Murder, She Wrote podcast. Nice. Murder, That's a she thing. spoke. Yeah, it's, these uh, kids are really cute. They have a little murder she wrote podcast called that. Murder She Spoke. Um, and they invite. They also have a Pretty Little Liars podcast. Oh they invite gosh. me to do. I know. Could we be more aligned spiritually? Uh, and they gave me while we were there because I don't know. They were sent from fucking heaven. They gave me a thirty dollars Chili's gift card, and it was the best thing ever. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chili's oh, is delicious. Wrote, I would go to Claim Jumpers. Yes, ma'am. It's a date. I mean, that food is bigger than your head. I love it. I'm uh, okay. No. Well, yeah. Molly's checking out now. All right. This I got to go. Not yeah. now. I'm Some other day. I'm pissed. No. You guys, Please Advise is done. My Giant. name is Molly McLear. Thank you for listening to Please Advise. You can find Ronnie at the Watch What Crappens podcast or at yeah, Ronnie Karam yeah. on Twitter. You can find Allie at Seriously What the Fuck For Real. That's S-R-S-W. No, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spell this out for you. I see the look in your eye. It's S R S L Y F R R L W T F. So it's seriously for real. What the fuck? That's my Twitter. Okay, and then I'm also at Allie Friedman on Instagram. And uh, free advice. Do either of you have a piece of free advice? Something that you just want the people to know that they may not know about a product they should be using. Uh, something that's been happening. You've noticed a social or uh, societal trend repeating, maybe a manners thing. Well, I only stay in my house, but I can tell you (laughs) the best piece of advice I gave to myself a few years ago that is still making me a very happy person. Yeah. I've always been trying to change myself because I'm a hateful queen. And then one day I was like, there's no changing it. I'm a hateful queen. And now I enjoy it. And I'm actually a nice, hateful queen. So don't try and change. You're yourself. Change your attitude about yourself, okay?
There that's you go. really good. That's so sweet. And that's a lot also better gave than what an, I was about to say. Well, you're going to give yours after. Oh, you're well. like lip gloss. <laughs> lip Strawberry gloss. Lip Let gloss. me tell you when to buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie also said outside, he said, um, if someone offers you cocaine, it's meth. And that's, yeah. that's another very, very, very key very, piece very of advice yeah, that everybody that really true. needs to be aware of. I've heard that a lot lately, actually. Yeah. Someone, I can't say who, but someone in my life was telling me that they were offered a bump of cocaine and were up for four days. Yeah. 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 So you got to be happens. careful. Yeah, you got to be on the lookout. You can't just have an innocent night with cocaine anymore. Yeah. I mean, what the hell happened <laughs> to this world? What has this world come to that you can't just do coke? In peace. You have to be worried about men. You can't just take a strange bump of cocaine at a goddamn party. You just can't trust strangers anymore. Exactly. Not at all. No. Okay. Hmm. What's your what's your uh, free advice, Alex? Mine was basically going to be an open letter to Apple that they can go fuck themselves and that 16 gigabyte phone that they keep selling Uh because I that storage almost full notification that pops up 72 times a day. I know, but the storage is almost full. You know, I can't do anything about that. So anybody out there, you're just trying to have a app. Exactly. Like, just one app. one app. I just want a Spotify app. That's all I want. Not well. What model do you have? The new? No, it's a six. It's not six S, but it's a six. You know, people oh, yeah. say you gotta delete the apps too. a lot. This is because I was yeah. like, what the fuck is all this data? Like, what is data? Like, fo- yeah. I don't have folders of stuff on here. <laughs> fuck this. And then Pictures. someone was like, it's all like every time you know when you scroll through Instagram and you just like, and then it starts to just know all those pictures in the past that you scrolled through. Oh, that's the data. That's data. Like oh. the thing that knows to load your friend's picture faster. That's rude. Oh. I just think that they should just do away with the 16 gigabyte just phone. Just fuck data just, in general. Just yeah, like get let's rid just of data. get this going so <laughs> we can done. all have our pictures and apps in peace. That's it. We have to. We have to. What's better than data? We have to improve upon data. That's my assignment for everyone out there. Go find something better than data because it's obviously not working. Also, better yeah. batteries. Data yeah, batteries. do better batteries <laughs> and yeah, hey data, please. Hey, guys, work it's on your dataries. Okay? Wait, are you guys saying data or data? Well, data is the person from Star database. Trek. Yeah, database. Data. 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 I don't know. It's database. a regional, it's a regional yeah. preference. Yeah, I think. It like just depends on where you're from, depending on what part of the country Where you're I'm, from. Meemaw will say both data. Meemaw loves to say fine. data. She'll be like, that is yeah, some data. bad data. Don't listen to it. Data. Fuck them, feed them, fish head data. Mm. <laughs> you guys, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes, soundcloud.com slash please advise. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go look for us there. If you guys subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review, the reviews are really helpful, especially if they're five-star and you leave a comment. It helps people find us. It helps us climb up in the iTunes chart. But really, honestly, the most helpful thing you can do and that means the most to me is when you pass this on to one of your friends and say, you should listen to the show, um, even if you're secretly just doing it to make fun of me. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking gorgeous. Bye. <laughs> 